I'm Jack Dan, the author or editor of over 75 books, including The Man Who Melted and The Memory Cathedral. And I'm listening to Blood Noir on Para-X and Anchor. My name is E.S. Wynn. I am the author of over 70 books, including the Pink Carbide series, the Rise of the Forgotten God cycle, and the long-running online serial known as The Cygnus War. I'm listening to the Blood Noir audio drama on Para X Radio and Anchor. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. crime and horror anthology show. Stories about people caught in desperate times and only have one way out. I'm sure you're wondering why you received this tape from a random stranger. But is it really random? Am I really a stranger? Or are we connected in some way to a web of lies and deceit? Possibly murder? You see, I hear things, see things. I know everything. To protect myself, I need these stories to be told. I don't know, Joey. I'm surprised Maggie let him out again. What? She lose the shackles, Mickey? Only shackles we use is handcuffs that's attached to our bedpost. Go on the rocks and get a few drinks. Again? We were just in there last night. You want us to have drinks at your grandma's like we did last Saturday, Greg? <laughs> hey, don't make fun. She loves the company. You had a good time. Look at all the meatballs you ate. Grandma, shouldn't you be in out of the weather? Might catch your death out here. She already looks like death. Oh. I have something for you, my son. <laughs> for me? What? A black robe? 
No, Grandma, I need a red rose. But black, <laughs> not very romantic. You understand. Who the hell sells black roses? Come on, Joey, don't go breaking the old lady's heart. Just take the flower and say thank you. A black rose represents every mother's tear for the loss of their child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, Grandma. Joey will clutch it to his heart even when he lies in his grave. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. God, you're so freaking grim with your jokes, Mickey. Why you call it Grandma? That ain't your Grandma. Hey! Calm down! Going the wrong way! Boss is on shift nerve to call Mickey a punk. <laughs> oh man, I didn't know what was gonna happen, right? Ah, uh, the guy didn't know what he was doing. Mickey offers to shake the man's hand. What? what? The man looks at Mickey's hand for a second. Then he gets this stupid grin on his face and takes the handshake. Mickey grips the man's hand hard and swings him around like they're dancing. Brings his arm down and Mickey steps in with the left jab right in the nose. The jerk-off steps back, holding his nose, crying that Mickey broke his nose. Mickey says, that'll teach you to step on my wingtips. <laughs> I gotta take a piss. I'll join you. Nah, I got it out of your closet. Your wife gave it to me after I gave it to her. <laughs> Hi, Mickey. Come by and see me sometime. Maybe, Toots. Maybe.
Look. Uh. Oh. Something I want to talk to you about, Mickey. Oh, yeah? Uh, what about? About the last jug. <laughs> I told you never to talk about that! Mickey, you don't understand! I understand! I understand. I understand I told you guys to keep your mouths shut. Okay, Joey? I know, I know. Just, I've been having nightmares about that God. I want to know if we're getting our money is all. Joe, I swear to God. You say one more word and you'll find yourself in the dump where they found that God. Understand me now? Yeah, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else want more? No? I'll have some. Of course you will, you alcoholic bastard. <laughs> hey, what's, what's wrong with you, Joey? Nothing's wrong with him. Let him alone. You mind if he answers for himself? Yeah. Let the man talk. He's quieter than usual tonight. Well, Joey, it's okay by me if you answer their question. <sighs> we gotta talk, fellas. But, uh, orders came down that we are not to discuss certain things. He read his horoscope earlier. He's a little upset about it. I think I know what's going on. Good. <laughs> Maybe you can explain it. It's about that job, right? You talking about the museum job we did a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah you remember the museum job? job. Come on, man. We, we Just drop it, you knucklehead. We need to talk about important things, like money. Is that what this hubbub is about? That poor man pleading, pleading for his life. I can't get the image out of my head. That man, that poor man, he was asking us to spare him. Ow! Shut up! Shut up, all of you! We're not going to talk any more about it. We're all going to keep our traps shut, or we won't have any traps left to shut. Hey, look. That girl's looking at us. She's been looking at us all night. She's got the bluest eyes I've ever seen. But she looks Italian. She's gotta be Italian. Her hair is so dark. Her olive complexion. Who cares about her hair or eyes? Look at the body on her. Hey, 
my friends over there would like you to sit at our table and share a drink. They would, would they? We noticed you were by yourself and figured you were lonely. So, a woman can't sit alone in a bar and have a drink or two without a group of men thinking she's lonely. Mister, you've got some funny rules in this town. I, uh, sorry. Didn't mean to, It uh... just so happens I was here waiting for a friend. Someone I met at the airport. I'm not from this dank, dark town. <laughs> okay, well... I guess another time. So happens, my friend never showed up. You and your friends are right. <sighs> I am lonely. <laughs> oh yeah? I don't care to have another drink in this depressing dump, but... If you and your friends decide to join me in my room for a nightcap... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they would... All of us? Yes. All of you. Unless the four of you have other plans. No! No, I'll, uh... Go tell them. Meet me out front. You do have a car. Yeah, yeah, of course. Great. Meet me out front. Like you struck out, Mickey. <laughs> she wants us to go to her hotel room for a nightcap. All of us? <laughs> yeah, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming, right, Joey? Of course he is. Oh, sure, Mickey. Anything you say. If you are, great. If not, we'll leave you at 23rd Street. Either way, cut the attitude. I gotta get a car, quick. She wants us to drive her. We ain't got no car. I know, Einstein. Wait, Georgia is tending bar. I'm sure she'll lend it to me. I don't know, Mickey. You took her to the movies three months ago. Her old man gave her a shiner. Just leave it to me. Georgia! Hey, doll. What do you want, Mickey? I just want to talk. I'm working. I can see that. Come on, Georgia, my little Georgia Beach. Look, um, I'm sorry I got you in trouble with Angela. I knew it was a bad idea. But you did it anyway. That's how you are. You did it too? Yeah, I did it too. And we can't do it again, ever. Angelo will bury my body in the backyard of his cousin Ramona's house. That crazy broad? The one that makes dolls with no eyes? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Okay, Georgia. Never again. Never again. I got a favor to ask you. God, of course you do. It's important, Georgia. I saw you talking to yourself a few minutes ago. That's a bad habit. Huh? Huh? <laughs> what, what? No, I wasn't... You got that look on your face. Gotta do something for Carlos? I can't say. Okay. I'm not giving you my car. This is sort of the company car. Other employees of Carlos have used it. Light brown Chevy Caprice, parked third from the light pole. 
Thanks a lot, Georgia Peach. You just saved my hide. Yeah, yeah. Just change out the plates that's in the trunk after you're done. Put it back where you found it. <laughs> you got it. Jesus. <laughs> What's taking Greg and Joey so long? <laughs> Maybe she couldn't find their dicks. <laughs> How come you didn't go first, Mick? Give me another beer. It was her choice. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> They're awful quiet. You'd think you'd hear something, heavy breathing, or her screaming. Maybe she's a lame lay. Who knows? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go check on him. You dirty sod. <laughs> you just want to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get no ideas, buddy. What the hell? Lowell, what's wrong? <laughs> Lowell! <laughs> what is that thing? She's like a, a, a giant... Her fingernails went right through him! Joey! Greg! That thing is eating them! It's coming towards us! Holy hell! Let's get out of here! Hey, Maggie. Hey, Lol. Mickey around? Yeah, come in. What's wrong? You don't look too good. Just, he's in another mood. Hey, trust me. Everything's going to be okay. No reason to be down. Look at me. You trust me? Yeah. Yeah, I trust you. Good. Now give me a smile. Okay. <laughs> that ain't so hard, is it? Lol, I'm a little scared. Mickey, Mickey's not himself. He won't sleep in the bed anymore. He woke up one night screaming that he was lying in a bed of black roses. Ugh, whatever that means. He... he hasn't been well. Not since that woman. That thing. Killed Joey and Greg. He... he really loved Joey. Like a brother. I know he did. We all did. And Greg. They were great guys. They really were. The cops were here. <laughs> oh, again? Jeez, come on. Don't they have better things to do? They're trying to tie you two to the murder scene of Joey and Greg. They're stinking liars! We left them at Roth's talking to that girl. The cops... The cops say there was no girl at Roth's that fit that description, Law. Look. I know about Georgia. I know about his other women. Georgia is a redhead. 
Cops say that night, at that time, there was no dark-haired woman in the bar. Okay, a few silver-haired, but mostly bleach blonde and light brown. Georgia told the cops that Mickey was acting strange, talking to thin air, sitting alone at a table, chatting with no one. What? Hey, come on, Maggie. You think I'm dumb? That's the problem with the four of you. You think females are beneath you. I hear what's on the street too, lol. I know what you guys do. You don't just work at the dowry ice plant. You guys work for Carlos Manuel. (laughs) Nah. Who? Never heard of the guy. Maggie. I swear. (laughs) On my mother's grave. Then what's this? That looks like a plan to break into a building, lol. I found it in a gym bag Mickey left in a closet a few months ago, along with spare clothing. I hid it in the dumbwaiter of this building a few floors down. I knew the cops would be looking here. I was right. Maggie! The less you know, the better off you are. What do you want, Lowell? Mickey! (laughs) Hey, uh, what's up? You're a sight for sore eyes. What do you want? Um, I have some dishes to do. Nice seeing you, Lowell. Yeah, you, 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 you too, Maggie. You too. Okay, what is it, Lowell? Can can we go to the rooftop, Mickey? (sighs) Yeah, yeah. Better we talk there anyway. What? What's that hanging out of your coat pocket? What? It's, It's a flower, Mickey! Jesus, the old lady down the hall gave it to me. It's a black rose. Get rid of it. Get rid of it, I tell ya. Okay, okay. There, I threw it down to the street. <sighs> Just calm yourself. Something's after me, Lowell. I tell ya. <sighs> Something's after me. What are you talking about, Mickey? I know things have been rough, but... Look, I just wanted to ask when Carlos was going to pay us for that job. My life is in jeopardy and you want to talk about money? I thought we were friends. You, me, Joey, and Greg, we've run around since grade school. Come on, Mickey. I got bills to pay. You mean you owe your goddamn bookie? Hey, asshole. I put my life on the line to help you steal that stupid statue for Carlos. Here's what I think. I think Carlos already paid you. You've got the dough stashed someplace, and you and Maggie are going to take off with 200 grand. (laughs) Okay, Lowell, if only you could hear yourself. How stupid do you think it would be to give up what I have for such a small slice of the pie? Thing is, Mickey, I went and saw Carlos. Oh, yeah. I know you said you'd handle all of the business. 
He told me he never hired you to steal the statue. He never heard of it. Hell if he didn't. Me and Carlos talked about this six months ago in his office. Why would he lie? You're the lying dirtbag in this case. Come on, Mickey. I did some digging. That statue of the Spider-Woman? Yeah, that weird dingus we stole? I read that it's worth millions. You're making this up. For Christ's sakes, Carlos did hire us. It ain't working on me, brother. I ain't some squeeze you can turn on your charm for. To the right buyer, it's worth millions. There's plenty of weirdo rich people who like that stuff. It's rumored to hold magical powers. Magical? Yeah! The power to turn people into whatever they want. It's old. Dating back to the 1500s or something. Now, I don't believe in that stuff. Not for one minute. But I saw some pretty freaky stuff the other night, and... Wait. Nikki! Is that... No! Represents every mother's tear. <laughs> For the loss. <laughs> of their child. <laughs> You gave me a fright, baby. You packed for Rio de Janeiro? Yeah. But you need to make room for this in your bag. Here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the statue. Can't forget this. That was Black Roses, featured in our cast, George Hatfield as Joey, John Washington as Lowell, Nick Womack as Mickey, Kyle Bauer as Greg, Marilee Robinson as The Old Woman, Christina Gabriella as The Girl, Ashley Christine Vega as Georgia, and Jackie Ayers as Maggie, with additional voices by Christy Glick and Pete Letts. Your announcer was Lisa Ayala. Black Roses was written especially for Pulpery Theater by Mark Slade. This episode was, as always, produced and directed by Pete Lutz. Blood Noir, Black Roses, featuring Pete Lutz as a stranger. Music composed and performed by Tom Parsons. Second credit narration by Sharon O. Bloomberg. 
This story was originally aired on Pete Lutz's wonderful Pulp Pourri theater radio show as part of Narada Drive-In Special in December 2016. Special thanks to Pete Lutz for permission to rerun this story. Blood Noir, theme music by Carpenter's Notch and Audionautics.com. Blood Noir, created by Mark Slade.